Hello, I'm your host, Gillian Semler. You're listening to Let's Talk, brought to you by Citilets and Arla Property Mart Scotland. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show for the world of property letting, investment, legislation, personal stories and much more. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's Talk at citilets.co.uk. Today, my guest is Nikki Wise. Nikki works at George Herriot's School in Edinburgh and lives in a private rented home in the city. Morning, Nikki. Good morning. Now, how long have you been renting for and who does your household all consist of? So we have been renting in Edinburgh for just about two years. We moved just at the end of the first lockdown in 2020 and the household consists of myself, my husband and my youngest son who is just about to complete sixth year. All right, okay. So would you say it's a choice or a necessity renting? I think it's a choice due to job relocation. So we own property but not in Edinburgh and I got a job at a time where we needed to move relatively quickly. We had six weeks to find somewhere and move. And so it just wasn't possible to purchase. And circumstances and time goes quickly means we're still in rented accommodation with property owned elsewhere. Okay, so in your opinion, what do you feel are the positives to renting in Edinburgh for your current situation then? We can definitely live somewhere that we wouldn't necessarily be able to afford to purchase because property is expensive anyway and rocketing and continuing mm-hmm. to increase. So um, whereabouts in Edinburgh are you just now? So we're just down Broughton oh, yes. area, so it's towards central. Broughton Stockbridge. Yeah, it's very central and that was one of our prerequisites because we were both working centrally. It meant that we could use public transport or walk or get to know the city. We didn't actually intend to stay two years. We thought, well, stopgap, we'll get to know the place and work out where we would like. Um, but we're still here. Okay. Um, do you think, is there other positives that would you say, um, would you say you kind of appreciate, maybe not so much for, you know, having to um, pay on the kind of maintenance side or kind of market risk, but then I suppose you have that still with your existing properties, yeah. I think that's a good comment Mm -hmm. that what we might mitigate by not doing it here, we are doing it elsewhere. So those costs still exist. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how easy or difficult did you find it then to secure your rental home, you know, in recent times, particularly ones for a family? Because uh, what were your priorities for a rental home? Well, we got less and less picky, I think. Right. We had to reduce what we were looking for because we looked literally, it was the week after the lockdown stopped or really quickly and it, nothing was open. People weren't working in the office. Trying to get hold of anyone, even if we found somewhere online, was incredibly difficult. In the end, we actually found the property that we've got. I sent a friend of mine who lives in Edinburgh to go and knock on the door of the agent first thing in the morning to say, we will have it. We hadn't even looked at it. We hadn't even come up. The properties were going so quickly that were coming on to the market that it was just impossible so we we took it as quickly as possible to be able to be here to start jobs and then we knew that we could move on so we took a six-month contract in order to be able to do that Um, and so did that work what was the process obviously your friend went to the agent store first thing and then what was the process because obviously they would have had interest from other 
prospective tenants? Do you know what? I think we were really lucky. I think it had come on, but because we'd literally, we'd, no one, they weren't doing in-person viewings at the time, mm -hmm. so we got sent the video. Um, it was empty, so we could move on the date. They agreed to extend the date that we moved in. I think it could have been available immediately, but we didn't need to move until the end of July, August. So it was a matter of just doing the paperwork once we said we'd had it and going through that. So we're not, we weren't fighting anyone else at that particular time, which was a huge relief, really, bearing in mind there was very little coming onto the market. I yeah. think that's the point. But having looked... We continue looking mm -hmm. and either to purchase or to rent and there's just nothing. It's there is yep. such a limited market at the moment, even less than there was two years ago. That we we That's really right. noticed. For the size of property for you know your three four bedrooms, there's you know a huge kind of lack of supply at the moment. Well, I think actually we're looking at downsizing because we. So what are you looking? What what particular? Well, we have size five children, we, so right. we're sort of downsizing as we go and getting rid of children as we move <laughs> through. Um, so the last two go to university this coming year. So we could ideally move into a two-bedroom property. Our biggest challenge is we have a pet, which I know we, we might talk about later. Yeah. But it's very difficult to find any property that says they will accept an animal. Well, do you know, that's interesting because SNP has introduced the Housing to 2040 document as well as an agreement with the Greens to deliver what they call a new deal for tenants. And this is part of the rented sector strategy. Now, some of the main points are to allow tenants more flexibility to personalise the homes and also keep pets. Do you feel um, at the moment that you can make your rental property feel like home or have you felt there's aspects, you know, with pets and also out with pets that you would like to be able to introduce to your home but just, you know, haven't been able to just now? I don't think we feel we need to decorate or anything like that. We were very shocked when we first moved into the property at the state of it. Um, it the carpets were literally threadbare and pocked with cigarette marks. It, essentially, it had been used as a party house. Um, and we found evidence of letters from other residents in the block complaining. So we had to go through quite a, a prolonged argument I would it got down to we threatened to refuse to pay the rent to get these basic things that we felt needed doing so I felt that they got the property into a state that we could live into it so I don't feel the need to personalize it I think we might talk later about ongoing issues and challenges I find that's the biggest um, okay. issue in the rented sector is trying to get things done mm -hmm. and I know from a landlord perspective we want to keep our tenants as um, happy as possible and so we try and do things as quickly as possible we try and ask the that's right because just to, to let listeners know because um, I'm aware that you actually have a rental property yourself so actually you're able to see it from both perspectives which is valuable that's right and I think that's helpful um, so we try and acknowledge the difficulties we face and therefore mitigate those for our tenant because we know it can just impact on your day-to-day -day life when Absolutely. you're living somewhere that's not pleasant or there's a continual issue so we have an agreement with our um, agent that up to a certain spend they can just get things done and then over in that we will authorize things and endeavor to do things as quickly as possible so i guess in the property that we're doing that's been the biggest challenge um, 
the pet issue is real for us and depending what we do next I think you know we've got to fit where we live next into what our plans are with our jobs and whether we want to stay in Edinburgh Scotland um, but it's challenging with the current property market both ways to mm -hmm. either purchase or to rent. Mm -hmm. Well you know we'll, we'll talk about that just in a moment but um, just say because obviously the Scottish government have recently made a decision because um, I just want to talk about how you feel you know secure wise um, as in kind of long term within your property because the Scottish government recently made a decision post pandemic to maintain all eviction grounds as discretionary because um, they've previously been um, mandatory uh, pre-COVID. Um, now meaning that if a landlord wishes to gain possession of the property and serve a notice to leave given one of the accepted grounds um, for possession and the tenant refuses to leave, it is then the first tier tribunal that uses their discretion to whether an eviction should be granted or not. So how secure do you feel regarding being able to remain, you know, if you chose to in that property um, long term as a family? I think the potential for us to find somewhere else given the current market would be a challenge and that's a slight worry. The fact that we won't from next year have children in school that would severely impact moving is less of less of a worry. You know, there could be any point in time that the landlord decides to sell. We've seen the same property in the block. We're in a relatively new-ish block, um, rented for £500 a month more than we're paying. So we know that the rent's gone up. We know that what we pay now, if it was re-rented, it would go up significantly. I think that's almost more of a worry, the fact that you, at any point in time, you come to the 12 months or the six months and they decide to renew it, there could be a huge leap. Um, I, I see it from other people's perspective. So we have children, obviously, and, and my eldest daughter, who's currently renting, has terrible state of the bathroom and the boiler and various things and is terrified to ask oh, to have it really? changed because she thinks the landlady is difficult anyway and then if they ask too much they will um, be asked to leave which is what happened to a colleague of mine who had been in a property for 11 years and then the boiler failed and they started to ask for things that rightfully would need fixing and the landlord said well you know what actually I've decided to sell it and actually all they did was give it a lick of paint and re. Which was, so he wouldn't, yeah, the landlord wouldn't be able to do that. Now he'd actually have to prove that he was definitely selling. So, so I think that's mm -hmm. definitely yeah. a protection for tenants because it is a fear. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We're just talking about rent levels. Citylet's quarter one report for 2022 showed Edinburgh's average monthly rent was 1,214 with an average time to let 16 days. So what are your views then of current advertised Edinburgh rent levels? Like I said before, we've really noticed them go up. So we're in a three-bed property, three-bed, two-bathroom, and you can only get a two-bed, one-bathroom property for the same price currently, mm -hmm. pretty much, in Edinburgh city centre. So that negates the need for us or makes us think twice about moving. Um, and I think added to that, it's the concern around the increase in price of living, the gas and electric increases, we're a mid-floor, it's warm, we have 
three metre high windows which acts as a conservatory we don't have the heating on very much so those things have become positives that you weigh up well what I save in 300 400 pounds a month rent will some some of that will definitely go on it um, either running the property or travel if you move further out yeah, exactly and so you, those things are considerations we've definitely taken into account so I think hopefully we will stay where we are for at least another year even though it's probably slightly too big, it's too expensive to move. Right. Okay, well, with an imbalance of supply and demand, it's recently made headline news that some tenants have experienced a bidding war to secure the home that they're applying for. Have you ever been in such a situation? And, and what are your thoughts, Amy, in general or kind of overall on this approach? It hasn't happened to us personally. I have heard about it, and I actually did see it on the news, and that also puts me off trying to move and I think one gets paralysed into well it's actually okay let's just stay where we are and I know lots of other people who feel similar that why it's a, it's really difficult to watch that sort of disparity between people who can afford to pay a bit extra or can pay up in advance because they have those funds it becomes more of a two-tier system and mm -hmm. I think that's the concern that I see in the current rental market mm -hmm. and living on the cusp of sort of the Broughton area stroke going down to Pilrig and Leith, you can definitely see the decline in the state of properties between those areas and it does feel like a two-tier two -tier society. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, part of the focal points of the rented sector strategy is, is rent controls. And key industry figure Daryl McIntosh fears that the policies outlined in the draft rented sector strategy may have unintended consequences and ultimately be detrimental for tenants. Now, take for example Sweden, which championed rent controls, and their state-run lease means the property is the tenants for life, and then they aren't subject to excessive rent increases. However, supply is low, waiting lists are on average nine years, and they also experience subletting issues, and therefore those tenants are subject to high increases or high rent levels. Berlin introduced actual rent freezes, However, it was also reported to experience housing shortage and the quality of accommodation deteriorated because landlords invested less in the property. Obviously, the structure of these markets are different, so they can't be directly compared to Scotland's. But how do you feel about proposed, proposed rent controls? Do you think they would be effective in Scotland? And, and your, or what repercussions would you envisage for tenants? I think on the surface, it sounds like a good idea. However, if it reduces investment in the buy-to-let sector, then we're already in a very constricted market with what's available. If that constricts even more without a comparable buy to you know purchase scheme for not just new buyers you know we I don't I know in England they have helped to buy I'm not sure what they have in Scotland but to get people onto a purchase property ladder then that divide is going to happen whether there's a rice a cap or not mm -hmm. and the fear I have having been scammed once so when we were looking we were utterly and totally scammed um, All right. Do you want to develop a bit more on that? Sure. So we saw a property. It was a three-bed, knee stop bridge, had a garage, looked too good to be true. The lesson from this is mm -hmm. if it looks too good to be true, it is. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I contacted it, the people who it looked like it was on a reputable site and then when they said look you need to pay through Airbnb and we need a month up front and it was only because I'm skeptical and yeah skeptical probably mm -hmm. went and looked and thought I'll click on that person and it wouldn't click and then I tried to log in to look on my Airbnb and it wouldn't let me log in it wanted my password so Anyway, there was a couple of other things that just made me concerned that it wasn't yeah. quite what it was. And so I went back to the person and said, you know, they wanted to know all about us as well. Mm -hmm. you know, what we earned, were we going to be good tenants? Mm -hmm. So they were asking quite personal information before we'd even looked at the yeah. property and we couldn't see it. Anyway, it was a total scam. Right. And it had siphoned you off from the proper... Um, whatever website the agent site or was a pseudo agent website obviously yeah. through to what looked like airbnb but it wasn't and if people are desperate whether it's because of restrictive market price caps all of the other factors not, or being yeah, out not familiar with the rental process in scotland absolutely there's True. a lot of factors that yeah i could enable a lot of people you know to be put in such a vulnerable position it was concerning i think the other thing about the rent cap is that if that um, rent to buy, buy to let market restricts, or we're living in a very wealthy city where there's an awful lot of parents who buy students' properties. I know a couple of people who are trying to sell their property at the moment, and it's often overseas buyers buying for their children yeah. who are coming to university, and therefore you're taking out further out of the market mm -hmm. people property that could go to families because these are sort of you know relatively expensive three bedroomed houses equally the airbnb sector is chomping through property that could be available for families or available for for long-term residents i live in a block where we've got three airbnbs just in one of the three of the three if you make sense and that's uncomfortable for permanent tenants we put up with um, wedding groups or stag groups and things like that in a block of flats that we, is our home and mm -hmm. that's challenging for long term yeah. resident even though we're a renter we're not a, one, the home owner it is our home mm -hmm. so all of those factors conspire people might think well there's a rent cap on long term rental so I'll move to short term rental and take it into the Airbnb market um, so I think that's another concern, given mm -hmm. a, a cap like that. If, if investors don't feel that they're getting return one way, they'll mm -hmm. seek to do it another. Plus the third thing would be there's always someone who will find a loophole and whether it's subletting or some other form of getting around or finding a way to charge more because landlords feel that they're being hard done by. Yeah, actually, and just saying that and, and move back just to a thing that I... And that you mentioned that that's a few people you know who are selling. Do you know actually the reasons are the reasons that they're selling to do with the the legislation that's being proposed or the legislation that has recently come out or in the past few years with the tax changes as well? Do you know if it's anything to do with that that they're they're selling the properties? No, they just need to move for size, garden, right, okay. personal um, reasons. Okay. So are there any other factors regarding renting that you feel strongly about? I think the thing they feel strong, most strongly about is the fact that no one sees renters as... It's, it comes back to the two-tier society thing. It's almost like if you're a property owner, then 
you've obviously got some more sense of value. People have some more higher value of you than if you're just a renter. And I had someone saying to me the other day, in fact, I had my daughter saying to me, I need to get on the property. I can't rent for the rest of my life. That's absolutely terrible. I can't possibly. And I said, why? Because it actually gives you some flexibility. We were talking about positives before. I think for us, we know that we could move anywhere. We know that we have imminent grandchildren, and therefore if we wanted to move back down south, we've got that as an option without having to go through a whole selling process um, while still having some assets elsewhere. Mm. Well, ending on a different note, um, I hear you have a therapy dog, Hugo, Hugo, who provides support to children at George Harriet School. So tell us more about therapy dogs and the benefits they can provide to school children. I should have brought some school children in to answer yeah. this question. <laughs> um, well, he's been a therapist for six, uh, five years, so he's actually pets his therapy, slightly different um, okay. agency, but sim similar things. Um, he used to do Read for Dogs near Newcastle in some of the most deprived schools where children struggle to read. So you take him in and he sits on a blanket beside the child and they would read a book. So it wasn't as if they were having to read to another adult or read to themselves, so they would read to Hugo. Um, so when we moved up here, it was mentioned, but it took a wee while to go through all the process and think that having a dog in school might be a good idea or not. Um, so I literally bring him in, and he is based with the guidance team, and he goes wherever he needs to go, or he sits wherever he needs to sit. Most of the time it's in a chair on a blanket, <laughs> and when children come in who are anxious or upset, there's someone there, you know, the dog is there. He's yeah. really sensitive. He'll literally get off his chair and put his head on their knee yeah. and just sort of... And children, he's hypoallergenic. He doesn't shed. Um, so... It's children who have pet allergies it doesn't really affect them either but as you might well know as well it's very difficult to sit and talk to a teenager when you're sat face to face to them whereas if you're driving and they're beside you or you're walking and they're beside you quite often they'll open up so I think the guidance team find the fact that they can go well let's take you go for a walk and they can walk around um, and talk is a bit easier than saying, right, let's sit down and talk about it. Yeah, so it's not so intense with the children because they're, yeah, there's a distraction and they're not possibly having to face the adult the whole time. So I hear positive things and Great. he comes home absolutely exhausted, so he must have done something <laughs> during the day. My husband keeps going, has he earned his money today? I said, he doesn't get paid. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, so. that's great. Listen, thank you so much. It's been lovely meeting you. Total thank pleasure. You <laughs> thank you. I'm Gillian Sandler. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to the Let's Talk channel on all the usual platforms, including Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as on citylets.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And also let your friends know where to find us. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show providing insight into the world of property letting. For more information on today's show can always be found on our show notes along with this podcast. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's talk at citylets.co.uk.